Tell you what, it's all about hitting that 5K. It's the race to 5K, 5,000 patrons. We hit that, we run a 5K around the Rose Bowl, 3.1 miles. 5K. Right now I'm a little sweaty. Yeah. The race to 5K begins now. 5K. We're doing 5K. 3.1 miles. 3.1 miles. The Rose Bowl at three miles at 5,000 kilometers. My calves are burning. That's it, 5K. Five, the race to 5K begins now. Join Patreon at patreon.com slash office hours live. We hit 5K, we're running a 5K. That's the truth. Seven, five, five, seven, high. I like having fun. I like to laugh. I like to meet people who can make me laugh. I like having fun. Yes, I like to laugh. I like having fun to meet people who laugh. From Glendale, California, it's Office Hours Live! Starring Tim Heidecker, DJ Doug Pound in the house, and Victor Berger IV. It is March 25th, 10 a.m. here on the West Coast! Noon out there in the Midwest, 1 p.m. in New York. And other times to be determined out there in the great merry old England. And what time is it in Hawaii? Anyone want to guess? Uh, 7.30. Well, it would be on the hour. 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. Vic says 7. No way to know. <laughs> we'll without never, never know. We can call somebody. somebody. from Hawaii needs to call Let's in. call the... Let's call the Taco Bell in Maui. Oh dear. I just saw that the live the show is live. Uh-oh. On on my Twitter right now. Um and a new and I guess would be Periscope as well. Okay. Um okay. <laughs> so, I'm just letting the world know, but I just saw myself and I didn't like what I see. I'm, a, I'm fearing that we're not out of the woods with this haircut, folks. Very interesting. What do we think, Doug? Is this, another, is this another haircut? No, no. Oh, oh. This is just what... It's growing and nice, I think. Well, I just cut mine yesterday. No, let's just not make it all about I'm... you, Doug. <laughs> How could you? Well, I have a long way to go before I look as cool I, as you, Tim. I, I, you honestly, always look greater than me. But I, I feel like yeah. it's a little too put, put together. On the Zoom the other day, though, like I almost compliment, compliment, complimented your hair because like you had it was look, looking cool. I thought like just, you almost did. Huh? Tim, I we almost should get did, hair and just... makeup people in here to make us look banged up. Right. I think you're right. <laughs> right, like, we're looking too good. I mean, the lighting in here is really good. Yeah. I have to say, I look very handsome in general, and everyone's always excited when I wear my Lacoste long sleeve polo. People always write me with compliments on that. God creates man. God creates dinosaurs. Uh, <laughs> is that Jeff Goldblum there? Jurassic know. Park? Probably. Yeah, that was... I must have drank me about 15 Dr. Peppers. How are you uh, holding up, Doug? I know it's been rough. <laughs> Something like starting from the beginning feels like the right thing to do. Okay, let's do um, that. I, I, what do you mean it's been rough? I've I don't know. Fine. I'm just I'm just causing trouble. Time. Um, let's say good morning to Zoom Zoomers out there. Many, uh, by the way, producer Matt is 
re- working remote today. Good morning to you, Matt. Sefe Sefa High. Sefe Sef Sefa High. Matt is in uh, the mountains. On a in the mountains. Okay. And Great uh, sunny day. Just oh, take. You know what I find is I don't know. This this, this is probably on. unique to. Uh, Maybe it's unique to this to Southern California or the fact that this the industry the industry is here, but something always maybe this happens everywhere. But there's something that happens with the springtime with spring break that there it's almost becomes this like month of other, everyone's on their own spring break schedule. So you have my kids, uh, my daughter's spring break is one week, and then my son's is another week. And then my wife, who's in college, is another week, then all three different weeks. And then people take their own vacations, and then offices are closed some weeks. It becomes a whole spring break season, and it's impossible to get anything done. Oh, well, I'm not in the office that week. We're on spring break. Oh, I'm just, we just fit, wrapped up our spring break. Oh, so, he ain't that fudge. Yeah. Uh, I just, that's just, uh, Matt, I guess, is on his spring break now. I guess I'll never take a vacation uh, yes. because all I do is work and make content and make art <laughs> that people beg me for. Why aren't you doing more of this? Why didn't they, why wouldn't you do, why isn't there more seasons of that? I'm in the studio again making music. Should I reveal I who I'm making music you. with? So no. There should be no. Yeah, no, I, I, go ahead. I mean, I don't care. I'll <laughs> not, I don't make the rules. I was I'm graciously yeah. under the command, I under the assistance, the tutelage, under the partnership, under the working with, as they say. Trent Reznor, Ma- Mac DeMarco is helping me with my new record. Mac DeMarco, very successful young indie god. Me and him and uh, Drew from the uh, last Fear of Death album are plugging away, making a new record. So it's been fun. Guys are wondering why I'm not so active in the group chat. That's what I'm doing. I'm playing chords. I don't, I, I'm not doing hands-free. I'm doing, I'm doing real chords. I'm using G chord, C chord, F, number of chords, mostly major. Sometimes you do minor chords for bridges. <laughs> Just to create a little atmosphere, a little mood. Minor chords never hurt. What's the tone of the album? Sad, nostalgic, uh, quiet, very serious. Let's take a zoomer. Good morning, everybody. Who do we have, Matt? Somebody somebody is going to put me right today. Somebody can slap me around. Eddie the Horseman. Eddie the Horseman? Okay. Horse Kid? What is your name? I don't... Horse Kid? Eddie the Horse King. With horse his king, yeah. What is it, Eddie? Yes, let's go with horse king. What is it now, Eddie? <laughs> uh, just a couple. You know, I was curious, curious about a couple things. Yes. Um, did you guys receive my gift? Number one. Did we receive your gift, Matt? Did we receive his gift? We received so many I gifts. I answered him in the chat that I am away right now, out of town, but I will be back tomorrow to retrieve his gift. I'm going to fly all the way home. Oh, I think I know what it is. What is it? it. it. What is it? 
What is it? Drum roll, please. Is it a surprise? <laughs> All right, it's the goddamn, uh, it's a horse mouse pad. Yay, oh. my mouse pads are coming, finally. It's, it's only been a week. Nice. I, I have That's terrible nice timing to not be around because I have a feeling that the box is full. <laughs> full of mouse pads. Of mouse pads. <laughs> well, it could be worse. It could be filled with mouse droppings. <laughs> Uh, I appreciate your mouse pads. I said last week, I am just, I'm in a really bad spot with my mouse pad right now. It's in really bad shape. (laughs) (laughs) Really bad shape. By the way, I'm also upset because that Suez Canal is all blocked. I'm waiting on a major shipment. (laughs) I have a... What do you got coming? I have a ton of ancient Egyptian artifacts (laughs) coming. I ordered this crate online and supposedly... I'm getting a crate of a mummy, like a sarcophagus. Wow. Mummy, which are, they think, they the guy th- believes, is filled with jewels. Absolutely free. Can you believe that, oh. Doug? And it's sitting there waiting to pass, pass through the canal on its way to me. But it's going to come in this big wooden box with a bunch of straw. You know, and Vic, if you don't mind helping me out, we're going to crowbar it open. Tim, it's not going to be some haunted. (laughs) These aren't haunted mummies, are they? I don't think so. I'm not worried about it. But I want you guys to be here when we open up that crate. I don't know about this, Tim. We're going to open up that crate and reveal that ancient sarcophagus from ancient Egypt. I don't know, man. What, are you scared? Uh, maybe he'd be cool and nice, you know? Yeah, maybe, maybe there's maybe jewels in there, man. Give him a microphone, he can sit on that side of the table. Do I get a cut of these jewels, or do I just have to be for the opening, the <laughs> unveiling? <laughs> I'll pay you. I'll pay you for your assistance, okay? I'm keeping the jewels. I think it'd be great. All right. Oh, somebody says, if you were, if you were getting something from Egypt, it would be faster not to go through Suez. Look at a map. All right, well, I just... <laughs> sorry. Sorry, all my bits don't, can't be full, 100% accurate. I'm sorry, you were curious about something else, weren't you? Sorry to interrupt your. Tim, is there uh, going to be any your a, White Nefertiti teas in there? Some what? Nefertiti teas. I, I was curious about one more thing. God, um, digital. You know, I, um, I'm somewhat of a, a, a newish fan. Welcome aboard. Uh, um, become somewhat acquainted with your musical tastes in the last year or so. Um, and. I've gotten the impression that you don't care for uh, hip hop or so, mm-hmm. hip hop or so, hip hop as or much so. as these other genres. Correct. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, sure. Slash I, rap music. Sure. Slash I think that's modern. I think that's fair to say. I have the right to like or not like whatever. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, are there any acts at all, uh, hip hop wise, you know, in the last decade or so that you do appreciate? No. I'll tell you what, I, I came in here whistling today. Like, Zero. I don't know. I, if I say what if I say something, you're gonna laugh at me for being lame or I don't know. Yes, I'm going, going to do it. You know this well, one? What is this? As Doug, I understand, Frank Ocean? Doug Brother Frank is Ocean? prominent rap group. Who? Who? My brother. I believe Doug's brother is in a somewhat prominent rap group. I don't think Doug has a brother. Oh, the oh. Uh, ELP? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. ELP. I love I love Run the Jewels. I love Run the Jewels. There you go. Run the Jewels are top notch for me. They're the best. And your, ju- you, Somebody else, your jewels are coming here from Egypt. I, I, it's not that I have like a particular disdain for any of it. It's just it doesn't, you know, there's a, 
it doesn't. I don't think about listening to it when I think about listening to music. I, I found this guy called Twista. Uh, maybe he's popular. I don't know, but he's it was from the '90s, and he's like in the Guinness Book of World Records for the fastest like speaking in, on a rap, and he's like. That was a pretty amazing album. From 1996, I think it was. I do have trouble because awesome. uh, I, think he's from I can only yeah, he's, comprehend he's so much. Like the the lyrics come out so fast, and sometimes it's hard to understand them. And I want to understand. Maybe you have to like read along or something. <laughs> but I have, I have peace and I have, I have nothing but peace and love for everyone. Listen, you don't like. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, if it's uh, on, I'm not going to be like, fuck this, get it on. Like, you know, I mean, my Ice kids Cube. will listen to stuff. And we were actually listening to some Snoop Dogg the other day and dancing in the kitchen. And it was we're very lovely. Of course, there's some bad language in there bad that I don't yeah, my kids I had, uh, I had Dr. Dre's The Chronic and yeah. I, I was probably like 11 or something. My mom, I gave a copy of it to a friend of mine and his mom came to my mom and said, your son gave... Gave me this. Gave your, gave my boy <laughs> Is that this. The one with those nasty and then my like, mom hit it away. In the middle? Yeah, there's skits in it. Yeah, the, yeah. The, <laughs> I don't have the nut skit. Uh, I mean, I guess I like the Beastie Boys. Yeah, you know that stuff's cool. Yes, and... the, the, the Beastie Boys is very very good. It's it's full of hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know, you you guys tell me what I should like, and I'll like it. Okay, then we can move <laughs> on. It's better than that Grateful Dead. Any rap is better than that Grateful Dead. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Let's move things along now. I'm about done. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, thank you. Get back to your Henry Kissinger book. <laughs> is that what you're pretending to read? What else? What do you have in there? Cracked magazine in between? Yeah, I, I, I know what you're really reading. Trust me. You got your cracked magazine stuffed in there. Or you're mad. Or your comic books. True. Oh, boy. Look at this. What, what do you... Uh, what are you, Dor- Doris Kearns Goodwin? Boy, I feel bad for Doris. This is very, this is very nerdy, particular stuff here. But if you look at, I don't want to make fun of somebody for their appearances, appearances. But Doris Kearns Goodwin is a an old an older woman who's now, uh, who's you know she's written these amazing biographies, mostly of presidents. She wrote Team of Rivals about Abraham Lincoln and these FDR books that are great. She's a very interesting, you know. She's like our our historian laureate, 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 poet laureate, laureate. yeah, historian laureate. laureate. Mm-hmm. But she's been, <laughs> she's been wearing uh, she's taken to wearing wigs apparently. Okay. I believe. I don't know if this is confirmed. Is there a reason why? I don't know, maybe she's lost her hair. Yeah. But she wears these wigs, and you know, when anybody that wears a wig and then they start getting older, and the hair volume and kind of mm. youthfulness of the hair starts not matching the age of the person. Very much what's going on there, right? So I think you're, I think you're specifically referring to the the master class of hers. I'm not. That's got so a lot stop of- chiming in, Eddie. I've well, I've dismissed you. You're not the you're not my special guest, Eddie, the okay. horse king, <laughs> with your globe. You ro- look at him. You're muted, Eddie. I love you, but. I didn't ask. I, I'm talking about when she's on Meet the Press or one of these other shows. I'm not watching her master class on history. Go ahead, Eddie. One more thought. He's got, he's got one more thought, Eddie. Guy. Go ahead. We got to unmute yeah, you unmute, now. Unmute, Ed. Tim, I... All right. All Go right. ahead. In, I have a few teens here. This is... Uh, what do you think? This is one of my favorite artists ever. Kate Bush. What's your take? 
Um, not not uh, ver- well versed enough to have an opinion. Yeah. I'll I'll I'll, de- I'll do a deep deep dive. I know she's re- very well respected. Sounds like something I'd be into. Thank you, Eddie. Um, by the way, the hothead hotline is, is uh, active today, Wes. Is that correct? Yep. Anybody online? Do we, should we go to the hothead hotline? I don't know. We didn't put the number out today. Hey, Tim, I think maybe if... Yeah, nobody's on yet. We haven't put the number up. Well, let's put the number up because the Hothead Hotline will be active today. Yeah, baby! The number is... Tell me when it's up. (laughs) I don't have any... What's the number, Matt? 818-804-4478. I will put it in the YouTube chat. We don't want you Zoomers calling in, No, I should say. All right, let's get to the... uh... Oh! City of the day, running behind as always. Yeah. City of the day. City of the day. City of the day. Ain't much more to say. This is city of the day. City of the day. City of the day. Now listen, folks. City of the Day is brought to you by... City of the Day brought to you by Dr. Leonard Skinbeard. Are you a bearded man who wants the option to be bearded or beardless? Well, now you can, thanks to former plastic surgeon, quote, uh, former plastic surgeon, Dr. Leonard Skinbeard. (laughs) Okay, so his name is... Is his last name Leonard, or is his name just happens to be Skinbeard? I think Skinbeard is probably the product. Yes. Yeah, I think his last name is Leonard. Okay, Dr. Leonard. Uh, simply fasten the lifelike skin mask on top of your beard. This is for our audience, by the way. Most of our audience uh, in the male uh, category of gender is bearded. <laughs> Simply fasten the lifelike skin mask on top of your beard with their 24-hour glue, and your face becomes as smooth as the guy from Midnight Oil's head. Are you a rock and roller who's also a 9-to-5-er? No problem. Just slap on the skin beard, and the boss at your bread gig will finally stop riding your ass. As soon as you open the package, you'll be saying, Give me three steps! And those steps are... (laughs) Place the skin beard mask over your beard, glue it, and then three, splash your skin beard with Dr. Leonard's sweet home Alabama scented aftershave. If your beard left here tomorrow, would they still remember you? Call now and get one free beard. <laughs> Go to skinbeard, skinbeard.face in the next 24 months <laughs> and get a free goatee and flavor saver kit. Warning, do not wear skin beard for more than 24 hours. Glue will fuck up your face. And ooh, that smell will be bad. <laughs> so wait a minute. This is this is a trick. This is a trick for us. We gotta get Leonard Skinbeard. Leonard Skinbeard. It's Leonard Skinbeard. So that's a fun fun nod to the great Leonard Skinnerd, if anyone did, did I need to point that out? Or is it self-evident? I can't tell. That that pun might have gotten away from us there. I don't know. City of the day is I will not forget! City of the day is Frostburg, Maryland, ladies and gentlemen. Frostburg, Maryland. Uh, weather high of 19... <laughs> weather high of 70. <laughs> weather high of 70, low of 56. 56, the year rock and roll was born. 
Who came out in 56? Elvis. Elvis was 57, I yep. think. So he was just recording it at that time. Oh, Rock Around the Clock came out in 56? Yeah. <laughs> 50. Bill Haley. Bill Haley. He invented rock. Jerry Lee Lewis. Chuck Berry. I'm trying to cue you up so you can do that rock uh, Hall of Fame Hello, thing that you were playing yesterday. Fans. Oh, shit. Jerry Lee Lewis. Uh, Johnny Cash. Buddy Holly. Golly. Uh... Of course, I'm Elvis. With my dogs. Big Bopper. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Oh, they go out here. Oh, never mind. You'll have to get that queued up for later. If you stick around to the end of the show today, folks, we're going to be launching our new. Um, what do you call this? A, uh, a new challenge to the Holy Trinity, the new challenge to get to 5,000 patrons. We have a new challenge that we're going to be announcing at the end of the show. 5K for 5K. A 5K run we for 5K. Play it now? You want to play it now? Who cares? Yeah. yeah. Oh, probably. Uh, that wasn't part of the plan, Vic. I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, a lot of people it's are watching It's the race now. to 5K. All right, play no, it. No, they might zone out Just by play it. Jim. Jim. Was the big bopper good at whack-a-mole? Are you going to play it? Is that what he was known for? Oh, here we go. Come on. Hello. <laughs> Uh-oh. Ooh. Tell you what. It's all about hitting that 5K. <laughs> it's a race to 5K. 5,000 patrons. We hit that. We run a 5K around the Rose Bowl. 3.1 miles. <laughs> Five. Right now I'm a little sweaty. Yeah. The race to 5K begins now. Five. Kay. We're doing 5K. 3.1 miles. 3.1 miles. The Rose Bowl at three miles at 5,000 kilometers. Professor, my calves are burning. That's it. 5K. Five. The race to 5K <laughs> begins now. Join Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/OfficeHoursLive. We hit 5K, we're running a 5K. That's the truth. 7857 high! All right, that's the new challenge. We are five, we're less than 500 new patrons away from hitting the $5,000 mark. So when we hit that, we will do a live stream of Vic, me, and Doug running around the Rose Bowl for five. I mean, it was all explained in the video. Sefe. I am uh, not prepared for that yet. I'm, I'm taking long walks, but I, ha- I don't think I, would, I could. I'll I easily I could run. do it. I'll easily do. I don't it. think I could run a run at all at this point. No, I have no. I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be lapping you. One of us might drop. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll be lapping you. I'm ready to um, check in on the Hothead Hotline. Get my, uh, yes, anybody there on the Hothead Hotline want to yell at me? Five one two. Five one two. Five one two. You're on the air. <laughs> Thank you for calling. <laughs> Anybody there? Wait. Hello. Yeah. Hello. 
Yeah, what is it? <laughs> I have a question. Uh, what, what's a soup that you like and you don't like? Because I have a feeling one of you hates soup. I got no issues with soup. I can't think of a soup I don't like. I probably wouldn't run to a cream of broccoli in an emergency. <laughs> 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 quick, quick, make a, make a cream of broccoli. Uh, Mulligatoni I could use less of in my life. I'm not a gumbo guy. Is that soup? I don't know if that's a... Well, that's a stew, dude. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too into that. Um, what do you got? Favorite is French onion and or um oh, or, but, but or that split instant pea. that's an instant <clears throat> diarrhea maker. Oh yeah, but <laughs> worth it though. Come right I'm out. I'm not trying to eat a cream of liver. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no soup talk. No more soup talk. Cream of human. I don't need that. I gotta say, folks, I was um cream of blowhole. <laughs> it's whale safe. Have you ever had a whale safe cream of blowhole? What is it? Just the blowhole? Is that like a a, a part of just the anatomy the, that they, they get can cook just the tip they do uh, plant-based blowholes now <laughs> <laughs> impossible blowhole <laughs> they put a bottom on it and they use it as this as the bowl <laughs> drop a bottom on that blowhole a b- blowhole in a bread bowl <laughs> uh i've been work i worked my way through this this week with uh through the um Zack Snyder Justice League, Maron. Why? Every night why? I worked through. Why? Just That's so you what know. people were wondering. Yeah, why? 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 Let's hear it. Kinda, right, I'll do it. I wanted to hear what all the hub. I wanted to see what all the hubbub was about. Be part of the. <laughs> I'm making an effort. I'm making an effort to sort of connect with popular Why? culture a little bit, so I just know, I don't know, just so I can see what's going Why? on. I'm not, ex- I like that, I watched that WandaVision, and I kind of got drugged in, dragged into that, liking that. It's kind of fucking weird. It's a weird show. And then, but man, you got to see this, though. What is going on back there? You guys are just Superman music. Oh, okay. From the original TV yeah. show? Yeah, well, the problem is the like there's n- there's nothing fun about it. It's like full. What's it called, Tim? Zack Snyder's Just- Justice League. What's Justice League? Well, it's like the it's <clears throat> Batman, Superman, Aquaman, <throat> Wonder Woman, Flash. It's all of them together. C- Cyborg together. guy. Remember the League of Justice? That was. Good. That's what That's it kind what of. It, yeah. It's like Super Friends, right? Yeah. Super Friends. Yeah. That was good. Mm-hmm. What the hell is? Where the hell are the Wonder Twins? It's like the it's like they don't even fucking exist. What did you say Rob Snyder cut it? No. Oh. <laughs> Zack Snyder. Oh. Dude from Shanana. <laughs> but here's the here's the deal. It's four hours long. So I'm getting through like an hour and a half an hour and twenty a night, so it's a three hour night movie. It's meant to be seen in one shot? I, I don't know. But it, the special effects are very cheap. They feel very cheap and like if it, i was saying like it looks like worse than the lord of the rings and the lord of the rings is like 20 years old so what's going on i don't know what's going on and um you know it's so serious and the one thing that really struck me towards the end i was like there's nobody else in this movie except the main characters so dig this if you want to show me Superman 2 or something like that, you're always going to get these shots of like crowds. Crowds going like, oh, look at that! Mm-hmm. <laughs> or a hot dog seller being like, 
oh shit, like something. So I know that this is connected to the real world. This movie, oh shit, it's like this weird play where they're all just there's just it's like <laughs> always these one on one conversations. <laughs> there's no like there's this one funny scene where uh, they're on this uh, out in front of this uh, in this park somewhere and. There's this uh, there's this battle going on between Superman and the other guys because Superman doesn't know that he's uh, Superman. It's very confusing. Hmm. They brought him back from from the dead, and there's this one soldier in the park, like just one guy, and then he goes running away. Uh, but it's like you, you guys got to make it feel like there's more people in this world than nine people. Show me crowds. Show me people getting blown up to bits. Body parts flying around, <laughs> but you know what I mean. In those old Richard Dauntless Superman, it's like there's pr- you could see how the problems, like from whatever the the bad guy is, are affecting the world. This thing, it's just like whole cities are exploding and being covered in lava, and you don't see a soul caring about it. How am I supposed to care about it? I mean, I that's a good question. Personally, I prefer the more campy aspects of comic books, like uh, Batman '66. Yeah, yeah, that's your like scene. That. That's my that's kind your of scene. thing. You'd be, be happy serious. with you'd be happy with whoever was in charge of the monkeys to be in charge oh, of all the superhero movies. Movie. Yeah. But uh, then what happened at the end? So what I've been doing every night is I take these pot, these weed gummies, which help me go to sleep, help me stay asleep. And I wish I could be sponsored by them because they're very nice. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a guy. I'm not you know. I'm not a guy with a, that's token a lot and doing <laughs> bong hits every day to Smoke wake up. Every day. But I put a little of this gummy in me. And it chills me out. It puts me to bed like I'm a baby. Like I need, oh, like, like I need a pacifier. But so I take this shit, and I took a little bit too much, I think, because I started <clears> getting real zoned out, you know. And the end of this movie, get this, Vic. End of the movie. This is now going on three and a half hours. After three days, I see epilogue. <laughs> epilogue oh. comes up. I go, okay, this thing's winding down. Another 30 minutes! We'll be right back. <laughs> it's like a 30-minute epilogue. But then Jesus. what happens is towards the end of this <clears throat> epilogue, it goes into this weird desert scene that you're like, I'm not sure where this is. It just suddenly goes to this scene, and you're like, what's going on here? And then these characters that weren't in the movie are suddenly in there, and Batman's walking around, and there's all these weird bugs flying around. And and I'm just, I get, I get lost. And I'm and I start like having a panic attack because I'm like, do I am I not comprehending things right? Like, can, am I not able to understand basic, you know, storytelling here? Because I feel lost. I feel like like I'm having a break mental breakdown. And this goes on for ten minutes, and the Joker comes out. Suddenly, there's the Joker, Jared Leto, who's who's doing this weird bad impression of uh, what's her name. What's his name? Caesar Romano? No, no. <laughs> Jack Nicholson? No, the Heath the Ledger. Oh, Heath Ledger. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, so 10 minutes of this weird world go by, and then all of a sudden, Batman wakes up from his dream. Oh. Uh, I'm like, this was a reveal? fucking dream? God. You're in 10 minutes on this dream? And that's the end of the movie? Maroon! I had a fucked up dream last night. I, I've Tell been up since four. Uh, but I had a dream that three of us and Matt were in a Kiss cover band. And later we had a big show that night. And but twenty minutes before I'm supposed to leave, my tooth starts falling out. And oh boy! My, and I'm freaking out because my teeth are falling out. And and I was like, I take it out. I'm like, I don't. I got to do the show. And then this it's a stress dream of me trying to get to the venue 
but there's all this traffic and shit and I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then I get there and then you guys are already on stage and I'm trying to put on my makeup and everything. And then I woke up at 4 a.m. It's great. So I woke up with one of those things uh, where I thought I heard the sound of like a, uh, a big gate closing, oh. you know? I'm like, ah, fuck. <laughs> nothing. Just my dumb brain. <laughs> All right, let's take our first official guest today. Alex Ramirez Malice is here. Now, I hope I'm saying that right, Malice. Yeah, that's right. Hello, Alex. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Great. Um, Alex, you're you made the you made the papers, you made the tabloids the other day. Um, I'll just briefly tell the audience what's happening here. The New York Post says, uh, N- 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 what does NYC stand for? <laughs> uh, it's uh, New York City. New York City. Oh, okay. I never heard that. I was called New York or Manhattan. New York City, I'll just say NYC. NYC man sells fart. We don't like to use the word fart on this show. We're going to change that to gas. Pass wind. Pass Wind past. NYC man sells wind past for eight eighty-five dollars, cashing in on the NFT craze. A mess. Um, and this is, in fact, you. A massive. Stink. How do you like that? A ma- um, Oops. Doug just texted me. <clears throat> Got to run to the bathroom. <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> all this fart what talk. All this fart talk. <laughs> Alex, um, <laughs> tell me about this. Are you? I understand you're a fan of the show. I am a fan of the show. I'm a big fan of yours. Uh, so I'm really happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, I mean, this, just as the article states, we've actually, the article is actually a little, uh, the headline is out of date now. We've sold six farts uh, at the time of uh, right now. And we've also sold a 52-minute master collection, which is a bundle of farts. And that went to auction for around $400. Wow. We were able to sell it, yeah. Um, and when you say we, who's the we in this? You yeah, and your farts? So, <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. And uh, it's also a group of four other four other guys. So it's five of us. And we had this uh, WhatsApp chain that we started at the start of the pandemic, at the start of shelter in place. You know, we we're sending memes and whatever. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, somebody uh, farted and then another and another. And one year later, we had this 52-minute uh master collection recording wow. of parts yeah. and are they just recorded on your phone or are you using decent mics yeah or? yeah no it's just uh like a whatsapp chain a, a thread that is exclusively farts mm. uh and that's what it is so who was the first was it you that sort of uh got clued into this uh nft thing yeah yeah how, so how did you know about that just you know, just kind of similar to the way most people seeing it in the headlines and stuff. I mean, I've been kind of following like, you know, cryptocurrency and blockchain, like any uh, self-respecting bearded white 30 <laughs> something does. And, yeah. uh, and so, you know, I'd messed around with it in 2017, lost a bunch of money. And then it came back around mm. uh, recently. And, and this NFT thing came out of that. And I saw the headline uh, that guy, this artist Beeple sold uh, a digital work of his at Christie's for seventy million dollars, and I was like, "What the fuck?" So is can that? so I mean, for for our un, uninitiated audience members who don't understand what NFT is, can you do the 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 yeah. elevator pitch on it, the thirty second, yeah. the minute long? I don't want to get sure. into all the details. 
Yeah, yeah. Stop me if I if I go too far. So NFT stands for non fungible token, and it's basically like a digital certificate of ownership. It's basically a string of code that signifies ownership of anything of whatever right. it claims to be, and it lives on the blockchain. So it lives in this space that can't be it can't be uh, like hacked. It can't be changed. You know, like pause there for one sec because this yeah, is one yeah. of my issues. And I'll just say where I am on this. I'm slightly in uh, agnostic about it to this, almost to the point of I'm. A, it's kind of cool. I like the idea behind it, sort of the um, general philosophy of it, and the way an artist right. can keep control of what they create. Um, when somebody when somebody says can't be hacked, my my radar goes up because I go, come on. That's right. just so an it, invitation it hacked, for, for exactly. problems. It can be hacked in the sense that somebody could get like your login info, your, your, they call it the private key. Sure. You know, if you were dumb enough to sort of send that out, then yeah, you're totally uh, hackable. What, what can't be hacked is just the data itself in mm -hmm. the sense that like, um, there are so many copies of it all around the world at these different nodes. There's right. these copies of the blockchain. So if somebody managed to get into like one of these servers or whatever and and changed the code to say, I suddenly have a million Bitcoin, all of the other servers around the world were sort of like cross-check it and and make it void. Right. So it's they call it like a trustless system because it doesn't require uh, humans to verify whether it's accurate or not, the, the sort of inter this decentralized network. And I think you're, you know, you're right to, to be sort of agnostic about it because especially in the context that, that blockchain and, and definitely NFTs are being presented where it's like, this is really cool technology that will very likely be totally integral in our lives in yeah. the next like 10, 20 years. But right, right now, it's absolutely overrun with speculators and right. greedy people and who are just like, the amount of value that is being put in put into this is so like mismatched to the actual use case of this of these technologies. Right. So and, and when you put perfect. up this fart, you're obviously doing it as a joke um, right. and sort yeah. of a commentary on the how silly and speculative the whole thing is. Exactly. Yet you still get a live bite, and somebody that's real money. Now yeah. that money is not cash. It is in the. It is in the cryptocurrency yeah, at it's the a, moment. It's Ethereum. Right. It's Ethereum. And you could so you could have, cash out of that and have yeah. twenty dollar bills or whatever. You can have whatever Exactly. You, yeah. yeah. I mean there's all these like fees, you know, like right. it's actually ironically called gas fees to uh to move the money around and to right. do things with it. So now what do you say to the folks, wallet, yeah. what do you say to the folks that uh that have issues with crypto because of the environmental impact? I think that they're a hundred percent right. And that needs to be talked about way more. That's Ethereum. what this is what my platform is for. Is yes, to bring that yes, exactly. Yeah. Bitcoin. And, <laughs> Sorry, and Cammy. I scared Cammy in the zoom. I could tell she's very, she's like, Oh, well, shit. when we're talking about the environment, people need to be yeah. scared. Uh, yeah. Use, I read some stat that like the Ethereum network across the world, the, the maintenance of it uses more energy in a year than the entire country of Ireland. Well, so fuck like, Ireland. It's, it's I mean, they're not all they're doing is drinking whiskey, and they're not spending a lot of energy. So that's not a great comparison. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I love them. Right. Kidding. I'm. I love them. I love them. 
I love them too because I was actually invited to speak on Ireland's second most popular radio station a couple of days ago and did an interview, uh, like you know, on this news radio show, this super serious, <laughs> yeah. uh, respected anchor who was like, "Now tell me about your farts and and what yeah. different kind of farts you, you must make. be." And I mean, you're the you're the you're the fun story at the end of the hour for the news networks. Like, yeah. And yeah. finally today, would you buy? a fart from uh, a, a guy selling them. Let's talk to the guy. He's done it. That exactly. dude with the uh, shrimp. Th- and f- I heard him. He was that shrimp cinnamon toast crunch thing. I don't even want to get into that. That's a mess. Mm-hmm. I mean, anytime that this is talked about, it's, I've found it particularly entertaining because in one breath, people are like saying, talking about the satirical elements of it and sort of like how the art market is rapacious and greedy. Right. And then the next minute dissecting the particulars of different kinds of farts that uh, we reported. <laughs> and it's in the same kind of thing, which I think is pretty, pretty perfect. Well, the only value I could see being attached to what you did there is that because of the notoriety it got or the attention it got, it will forever be a, a moment captured about this this uh, ha- thing that's happening in culture, and so that there there will be some uh, value in the future for that alone, just because it it is what it is. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, like the ultimate irony would be that these farts uh, like become super desirable and start selling and trading and become just as valuable as some of these other prominent yeah. sales that are happening. Kind of in the same way that like Banksy or whatever makes like anti capitalist messaging and then his right. pieces get like hacked out of the wall and sold on Christie's for a billion dollars. Right. It's like, well, the rate at which commodification and co-option happens is so fast that like you, you put out this satirical message and even before you, you know, you, you hit send, it's already being co-opted and, and sort of subsumed by, by the culture. Well, listen, my thing is like, if you're an artist making stuff, like I think Eric and I are going to put one up to see how it does or what it does. I know other people I've talked to like, other artists or musicians and people like that, they're like, you know what? Let's just fucking put something up and see what the hell happens. Why not yeah. cash in on something uh, if it's a, if we're in this weird bubble um, without really Definitely. worrying about too much like what it is or what it means? Because you know, if it's something that doesn't have real value to me, like something, you know, let's say an old Tim and Eric video from twenty years ago that that just doesn't really do anything except live on the internet and and live in people's you know rec, uh in their just a you know it's on YouTube on some random account well I'll put that up you can own that I don't care I'll take a piece and the funny thing about it is like if somebody if you put that up you're not even selling like the copyright you're not even selling right. the file you're just selling like the idea of ownership, you're selling right. like a badge of honor, you know, we could just, you, you can sell literally anything. And in that yeah. sense, it's sort of silly. But the good thing that, you, that that about it, that like, you know, in terms of potential is that it does have this built-in equity. So like if I mint something, that's what the process of creating right. what's called minting. If you do that, you can build in uh, a percentage for that, that you get during resale. So if I sell a fart for $100 and then that sells for $1,000, I get 10% of that right of that sale what i was and gonna that's a good thing i was gonna uh mint something tell me if you think this is a good idea the picture of me that my son took where i look horrible with my hair in my beard just mint that picture that's I a that's, that's a cultural moment in time on our show <laughs> and really it's Absolutely. just like the speculation is sort of like for for tim and eric i think they're 
is a sense probably amongst the broader investing and art kind of world that there will be 20, 30 years from now, some value in like some of our work to them because it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I not to, so. not to pat myself on the back, but some of that will be like considered like, oh, this is the first Tim and Eric video. Like, oh, they were, they were, you know, not respected in their age in their time, but they are. Well, it depends who you ask. I mean, you guys yeah. should totally do that. You have, yeah. I mean, to be, you know, totally straight with you, you guys have like a reach and an audience and yeah. putting something like this out. And even if you're like, this is satire, you're kind of a dumbass if you buy it. Like yeah. that'll only make people hungrier. Yeah. And, I, and I, I'm, you have to be really, cause like the Twitter snarky, um, goofing on this stuff, uh, which I'm, you know, I get into in my own ways all the time too you have to be careful not to just immediately dismiss or discount something because it seems a little weird or, or, uh, you know, unusual. It's easy to, if something's really easy to make fun of really quickly, that there's a, there's a chance that maybe it's actually something interesting. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like the yeah. snarky uh, Twitter people can just be like, you know, I don't, I'm sure there's a million of them, but I, I, I think it's right. good I to mean, like always like, check yourself to make that. sure you're yeah. not just like, jumping to a conclusion about something. Exactly. Like, like NFTs have this potential to be a good equity model for artists. They have a blockchain technology has a good potential to take power away from labels you know, or corrupt centralized institutions or whatever, but greed and speculation is totally subsuming that right now. And that needs to be made fun of. And that needs to be, you know, ridiculed. <laughs> Well said. Well done. Vic. I was, I was done. wondering if there was going to be five some of my own parts. I was like, do I play mine? Or so let me ask you this practical question. Then I'm, I'm going to yeah. move it along. Um, how do people actually go? Like, where where does this live right now? Where where can people find this silliness? Uh, well, you can find our silliness. We made a website, flatulence.space. Mm. That's the website uh, that you can go and you can kind of get a sampling of our different farts. And then there's links there that go to the, the that go to these different online stores that basically function like eBay. The one right. that uh, I use that's the easiest. It's called OpenSea.io, and uh, you can go there and mint anything. And and so the actual NFT basically has like this hundred megabyte upload space, and you can put anything there: audio, video. Right. And that's more like that's like the cover of the book. That's like the storefront of the or the more like the cover of the book, and that says. Uh, but that doesn't actually have to be the thing you're selling. That's just kind of like the flash. Right. All right. I would warn your audience, you know, I would say like it costs basically 150 bucks to set one of these up. Right. So unless you know, like unless you have some kind of uh, followers or like uh, uh, potential buyers, like it is potentially a money pit. So is it $150 per thing or just no, to set thankfully up? thankfully not. Right. Just, just to just set up a, a space, a, yeah, a storefront. Exactly. Right. Can I ask a question? Exactly. Doug, a question to you. Now the fart recordings, are they? Were you wearing pants, or is this a clean fart straight off of the butt? The good butt? question. That is a good question. Um, it kind of depended, you know. Some of them were. It, it was kind of like a substrate issue, you know. Are you on the couch? Are you on a hardwood floor? Um, how so close is the mic? How far many of is them the are mic? filtered through fabrics? Yeah, fab fabric filtration was definitely an issue that we were kind of working through, reworking uh, throughout. Okay. Uh, Vic, any questions from, that affects from you? the value from my point of view? What What's it going to look like in twenty years, thirty years? Oh, what boy. is it? What are these? What is he going to smell like? I'm just like what? Well, yeah. <laughs> just in general, like not just your farts, but like 
if if I would ever use these or you know because you said they're going to gonna say, be played, you know with oh it's tough to say what it's going to look like in twenty years <laughs> thanks for your thanks for your honesty I, I would say that like there'll be I'm one like, or two here and and rip your head off. <laughs> you said everyone's going to be using them in, in I know. down the line I'm there'll be like one or two kind of from yeah. this moment that if I were to guess it'll be kind of kind of like artifacts of the moment but the mm-hmm. vast majority I think will be completely valueless uh, our farts included yeah cool. I agree. But get in while the getting's good, as they say. Exactly. And, uh, you know, who knows? Who yeah. knows? You know, I think it was explained to me well by some video I watched about it where, you know, the, my, the younger generation, my daughter and, and older and younger, but most, you know, starting at the lowest of my daughter who's seven, they're living in, in a lot of ways, they're living a lot of their life and a lot of their time in these virtual worlds where there is real value in uh, digital things. Like, you know, if you're playing a video game, buying certain skins or certain tools or certain things that only real, will ever exist in a virtual way. And so, but they're, they're attaching real meaning, real value to these things. And they never really need to exist in, in a sort of tactile, three-dimensional way. They will always be in, in, in the world of cyberspace uh so they're gonna grow up having real uh you know emotional attachment and ex- and and appreciating value of things that only exist in the digital space so well said. that's not gonna yeah, exactly go- <laughs> well said <laughs> um that's not going away yeah i think you're right about that something's about to burst is that it burst or bust bust, bust. Something's about to bust. Oh, of course. Alex, good luck to you. What do you do besides ah. sell farts? Anything else you want to promote or talk <laughs> yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. I'm also a filmmaker. Uh, that's kind of my prime uh, my prime thing. I'm documentary filmmaker, oh. music videos, and things cool. like that. Uh, yeah, the plug would just be to check out my website, alexmalice.com, or follow me on Twitter. Are you out there in New York? Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, in Flatbush, Brooklyn. All right. All right, Alex. Maybe we'll meet you in person one day. Thank you so How much. That? Good Thank luck you. to you. Take care. Thanks very much. All take the care. best. Let's take a hothead hotliner if there's anybody out there. I'll let these guys go for a second. Let them get their fart dropped. I didn't touch a single fart drop. I know, that's, yeah. Holding back. Two on the nose. Yeah, baby. Nobody has the movie I want. Anybody on the uh, Hothead Hotline? 732, are you there? 732 on the Hothead Hotline. How can I help you today? Hey, Tim, this is uh, is Bruce from Freehold, New Jersey. How you doing, man? Bruce from Freehold, New Jersey. Hmm. What's your last name, Bruce? Oh, I think you already know, Tim. It's uh, Mr. Bruce Springsteen here on the line. Mr. Bruce Springsteen from the podcast Renegades, born in the USA. How are you today, sir? Oh, I'm great, Tim. It's great to talk to you. We're a big fan of Vic Berger. Uh, Mr. Barack Obama and I have <laughs> look, look forward to the next episode of that, guys, because you'll be hearing a lot about Vic on that one. Our, our experiences here in, in America and listening to you, Tim, and all the positivity you bring. I, I wonder, what's your favorite Bruce album? Oh, um, I've uh, spoken about this. I believe my favorite Bruce album is um, Darkness on the Edge of Town. That's my officially 
I'd wow. rank it. Um, wow. Tim, that is great. Darkness. I mean, Born to Run is kind of perfect, even though it's a little overplayed. And then I would say uh, The River and uh, Nebraska. Everything really pre. I mean, and then Born in the USA. Give that one another a re-listen. It's it. It sounds fucking great. You know what song I like on there? No retreat, no surrender. What's that? No oh, retreat. Absolutely, especially now. And then oh, um, Bobby Jean, dude. Bobby Jean, are you kidding me with that? That's what's amazing is Bobby Jean sitting there as a deep cut, and you've got, and it's one of the great songs, and it's so pretty. It's so sad too. Bobby just Jean. listening to them. I know. It, it's true, Tim. You know. Let me let me tell you. Next time you you fellas are out here, Sandy Hook, love to do a couple tequila shots with uh, with you and Doug and Vic. And All right. Well, let's do it safely, right not while we're on our hogs. Hey, do you ever go uh, no, riding no, on your motorcycle with Billy not. Joel? Uh, jeez, I haven't talked to Billy in probably twenty years. That's not true. I saw you guys at a concert together a few years ago. All right, Bruce. Great. Take care. Thanks, Tim. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Son of a bitch doesn't even attempt to do a Billy Joel impression. (laughs) (laughs) Or Bruce impression. Loser, uh, somebody online just said, please don't get into the NFT thing, even if the fucking fart guy is telling you to. Fuck off. Do whatever I want. Why? Why do you care? What does it matter? Nothing matters. Don't you get that, Vic? I get it. Nothing. Nothing. Write it down. Three times. Nothing matters. Nothing matters except you and your family and your friends and your devotion to Christ. (laughs) Vic and Doug, your devotion to Christ is more important than anything. Get on your knees and thank him. Uh, what if we did this show on our knees, like, holy, you know, at church, holy, you had the kneeling, yeah, that little kneeling the little bar? Stool, the kneel stool. What if me and you were kneeling? You guys are freaking because I'm, I'm out of the shot, but I'm down here on my knees. You can't see me, can you? Thank you, Jesus, for all you've done. You sacrificed your life. And three days later, you rose from the dead like Superman in Justice League. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know that song? Oh, Jesus is like... Tim, you have to tell us whether to rise or to... Oh, yeah. Jesus is like Superman. He flies all through the night. He has superpowers and he flies all through the night. He's got x-ray vision and he wears a cape. Jesus has a beard. But Superman wears a skin beard. Skin cape. What if there's a bad guy with a skin cape? (laughs) That was some terrible song improv for me. I really lost my will. No one's going to be remixing that one, huh? No, (laughs) no one's taking the stems out of that. Cops isn't coming in. (laughs) Oh, 
I can work. I'll work on that. I'll do. I'll do my Jesus is my Jesus is my Superman. He flies all through the night. <laughs> they should have. Jesus should have had a alter ego that was around back then too. That so that Jesus turns into, you know, he's like a normal guy during the day. No, you you remember uh, Lee. His Levi could be his name. Oh, Le you know Levi. You know who he is. He's Jesus. He turns into Jesus. Who he walks on water? I'm saying he's got like a uh, oh, like, like right. Clark Kent and oh, Superman. Gotcha. They just went straight Jesus the whole time. Superhero all the time. That way he'd get out of that crucifixion. He'd be like, Man, I don't know who that guy was walking across the water. <laughs> it sets up some <laughs> some innocent guy. <laughs> I'm Levi. I don't know how to walk. I'm just. I don't have no. Uh, I can't do no miracles. <laughs> Who's a regular dude? Yeah, a lot of fishy stuff about that G that whole Jesus story. If you really get down in the nitty gritty details, what kind of wine do you think he turned that water into? Sh uh, Chablis. They say <laughs> they say it was Chablis. Thank you. Jesus. I think it was. Uh, who's the one that um, Orson Welles? No. Oh yeah, yeah. What's that brand? I don't know what brand that Let's is. take a Zoomer because oh, we have a, no another wine. special guest coming in a few minutes, and I don't want to ignore my Zoomies. Sell no wine before. My Zoomers. Louis Gallo. Nick Brelou, Matt. Can no, we get Nick Brelou oh, in the picture? French champagne. Ah, the mm. Hello, Nick. Champagne. <laughs> hey, what's up? Speaking of Jesus. 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 Thank you. I, yeah, yeah, this is my uh, pandemic hair. What are you, Jesus Billy Crudup? Jesus Christ. What do you think you are, Billy Crudup? Anyways, how can I help you today? <laughs> Absolute silence. Um... I know you are a fan of music documentaries, so I thought I'd promote mine. Okay. Uh, it was a student film I made uh, about eight or nine years ago about a rock festival that took place in, uh, in here in Louisiana in 1971, and uh, it was a big disaster. Mm. It's only half an hour long, so you can watch it on YouTube or on the website for free. It's called McCray 1971. McCray? M. How do you spell that? M-C-C-R-E-A. Who are the uh, top build acts on the... Uh... Um, Beach Boys. Okay, now mm, Vic's going uh, like... Wait, 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 now what? What, 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 71 Beach Boys, that's interesting. That's a good era. It had a pretty big lineup, but the whole festival kind of turned into a disaster, so only about... 10% of the acts actually played. Okay. And did Hulu do an, another version of their documentary? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned the Hulu, uh, the uh, Firefest doc, because when those docs came out a few years ago, a lot of my friends were calling me to ask me if I'd seen them because um, Firefest was like this festival on steroids. All right. Well, I'll, I'll watch the thing that's on steroids. I'm having trouble finding it. What is it called again? <laughs> I don't know um, if I. Ray, I'll watch the thing that's worse. That's All right. worse. Uh, N e c r a y is that right? McCray. M, M I can't. M c c r e a. Oh. R e a. Oh, okay, okay. Um, McCray. Also, Got it. unrelated, another music topic. Uh, my dad was in a British rock band in the seventies and eighties called Doctor Feelgood. Oh yeah! Oh my God! Wow. Wait, they're British? Uh, yeah. I was born there. Wasn't um, is the, but, that's the group that's uh, roll, cover of the Rolling Stone, right? Um, no, I mean they did a lot of covers. What was that? What was that they, band? Cover of the Rolling Stone. Cover of the, I don't know. 
They did a lot of covers, and my dad was actually... He oh, I'm thinking out. of Captain Hook and the Medicine Show or something like that, right? Yeah. What was um, your your band was called? Your dad's band was called... Oh, Dr. Hook and the Medicine Show. You ever yeah, see that video, yeah. Vic? Yeah. Of them playing? It's no. insane. Uh, is oh. this them? That's them, yeah. All right. Um, my dad helped uh, found uh, Stiff Records. Oh, oh wow! Oh, yeah. Here we go. But they were kind of, Nick Lowe's Nick Lowe's birthday was yesterday. That's Stiff Records, right? Yeah, Nick Lowe wrote a lot of their songs. Oh wow! And there okay. is a good documentary about them by Julian Temple. About um, uh, your dad's great, band? Yeah, Doctor Feelgood. Um, and I, it might be on Netflix. I'm not sure, but it's called Oil City Confidential. Okay. Well, thanks awesome. for the Rex. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Enjoy, um, and uh, thanks for taking my call. Thanks for being who you are. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was looking for. Yeah. Oh, you got to find this doctor. Uh, doctor Hook in the Medicine Show is so up our alley. It's like unbelievable that you haven't seen it. <laughs> this is just. This isn't the video I'm thinking of. But... It's like they can't believe that they're that they're a band. Like it's like they snuck in to um, what is that? There's a great video of them on like a cable access show, and the guy was just gone. Man, he was just like just wasted, and he wears a uh, eye patch. It's very cool. Maybe it's this. Any video of them is pretty wild. They're just. This guy looks like trouble. Man. <laughs> Who is this anyway, guy? What's Dr. Hook. Oh. That was from 1980. 1980 Do you but... know who his dad's band is? Or did you just think it was Dr. Hook? I just thought it was da Dr. Hook. I have heard of that band. No question about it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the one. This is insane. <clears throat> you want to drop in this show, Doc? Yeah. I mean, we're, we might get... But we'll play We'll play it on After Hours. I'll give you a second to figure it out, Vic. Uh, whip. Whip. It's <laughs> whip. Whip. Putting it at 11.10. Anyways. Um. This is Skunk Baxter. <laughs> right. You want to play a little bit of this, Vic? Yeah. This is pretty fun. Lance Clemens. This is the all-star once-in-a-lifetime live jam. Dick Clark. And Greg Allman. Sheila E. <laughs> what is this, the 40th anniversary of uh, uh, American Bandstand? It might be. I don't know. I think it's like 1990. Are we... But is the audience just here in the audio? It was here in the audio, yeah. Oh. So we got like a, we kind of got to watch it. Yeah. All right, yeah, we'll play this later. We'll play that it, gets, it gets funnier Max and funnier. Max and, and goes downhill from because there. it's the visual component. Yeah, you got to see it. And just the, the list of people you can't believe. I like the that pounding. Lita Ford is playing with uh, Donny Osmond like <laughs> right. next to it. They're like jamming with each and other. Frankie, Lita Ford looks yeah. a little embarrassed to be there. And Frankie Avalon is there, and he's playing the trumpet for some reason. <laughs> um. Matt, do we have our uh, 11 o'clock guest here? Yes, of course, Jolene. Of course. Don't give me that. I of messaged course. you in the uh, in the chat. No, I don't see it. 
that our guest is here. I don't see that in the chat. It's on, it's on you. Oh, okay. On you, you, I see it there. Now. My apologies. Hi, Jolene. Jolene. Hello. Um, Jolene, thank you for joining us. This is uh, Jolene Levid, who is one of the founders of Affirm. And um, all, uh, Affirm is an all-volunteer grassroots anti-imperialist transnational feminist women's organization um, I, Jolene, are you there? Can you just say hello? I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, yes. Hi, there you are. I, it, it's this annoying thing where I, you have to speak for me to see you, which feels maybe <laughs> connected to the world we're living in today. You, to be seen, you must be heard. Could work as a slogan. Hi, everybody. <laughs> uh, Jolene, thank you for joining us on the show. Thanks for having me. I feel Even I'm not that funny. You're not that funny, but I'll, I'll take care of the jokes. I'll handle the jokes. We've got <laughs> plenty right, of cool. jokes. Um, you know, I feel like I feel bad because we there was last week or I don't know when this was. Time becomes very hard to point to pin down. But there was the terrible incident in Atlanta. And we talked about it on the After Hours show uh, last week. But we didn't think or we didn't get to talk about it last week. And I don't think it feels like the moment has passed yet because it's very much an ongoing problem. But we did want to take a moment and talk with you about what's happening at the moment with the, uh, you know, this sort of anti-Asian uh, current that's running through uh, the the world right or the country right now. And can you just start by telling me a little bit about your organization and what you guys do and wh- what you want to see happen sure hi everyone so um i'm with a firm which is an all-volunteer organization that has about 14 chapters across the u.s puerto rico and hawaii um we're all women of color we fight against the trafficking of women and children we fight for immigrant women's rights and we fight against militarism in all of its forms which connects a bit to today's talk uh, and I'm really happy to be here. I'm based here in Los Angeles, born and raised, uh, daughter of immigrants. Where, where, uh, where from? I'm from Northeast LA, and I went to high school in Boyle Heights. Or where your family? Where's your family from? Ah, my family is from the Philippines, from okay. the northern part of the Philippines. Nice. Yeah. Um. So that's that's a big uh, task you have in front of you. Your yeah. your your object. <laughs> it's a it's a a big shitty terrible world where uh, the things you're against are very prominent and running the show these days. But um, what have you seen happen? You know, basically since COVID, with uh, sort of the China virus talk and all that stuff. How had how has that kind of trickled down into, um, you know, the way some of these dummies are thinking about their neighbors? Yeah, I think your question starts off the correct way, right, with a quote, China virus, uh, right when the pandemic hit, that was what Trump was calling it. Um, And since the pandemic, we've seen about a 350% increase in incidents of violence against uh, Asian Americans, Asians, and people that are perceived as Asian American. Um, that's anything from like yelling and spitting to incidents of like violence and, and, and what we saw in Atlanta, which is murder. 
Um, and interestingly enough, and sadly, uh, people have been targeting our elders hmm. and people have been targeting women. So those two groups. Why, what, what is that? Like, is that, are they scared of Asian, younger Asian men that they don't want to? Like, you know, I don't know if this is like a Bruce Lee stereotype yeah. in people's minds where they don't want to like, can I say fuck? They don't want to like fuck with men yeah. who might fight Can't back. Can't say fart, but you can say fuck. Okay. Awesome. So, so it might be a little bit of that you like pointed that out, right? That's correct. Um, and I think that like with the stereotypes, people see these two groups as vulnerable or like easy to easy prey targets. On, yeah. Right? Yeah. What's interesting though, is when you come from uh, one of the groups that are targeted, like for example, for, for Filipinos, those are some of the most revered people in our community. Right. Right. They're the ones that you look to for like knowledge for generational wisdom, uh, women in the Philippines before the Spaniards came were revered as like the core of a community. Yeah. Right. You can't you can't even go to battle without a woman's blessing from your tribe. Right. So the media here sees these groups as the most vulnerable and as the most powerless, but in our community. These are like the pillars. Right. And I think that that's what's so painful about the targeting of Asian American elders and women. What about sort of under the undercurrent of, you know, there's this explicit violence. Obviously, the shit in Atlanta is awful and part of like a probably a, lots of different um, layers of problems with gun access and mental health and sex worker abuse or, you know, just the there's like a million, there's like so many issues in, with that story alone. But you're also looking at how the Asian community has bared the brunt of a lot of what's happened with COVID uh, because there's so many working in the healthcare industry and in, and in sort of more, uh, you know, service-oriented industries where it's really affected the community that way. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so what's ironic about the targeting of Asian Americans is that um, Filipino nurses, for example, make up 3% of all nurses in the U.S. That's the, that's the percentage. 30... Uh, that's the percentage of the, the chance of me having a heart attack in the next 10 years, by the way. We discussed that. It's a very low percentage. <laughs> I'm glad you're staying healthy. Yeah. But that's, that's, a, large, that's a large percentage of, of yeah. population. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's only 3%, but they're over 30% of all deaths wow. of Filipino, uh, of, excuse me, of, of, of nurses in the U.S. So I lost, me, myself, I lost three aunts that are registered nurses, right? Wow. Like they're on the front line. They never took a break. My mother was three years past retirement age, and she worked all last year Jesus. during the pandemic in the clinic here testing COVID patients, right? So they're like the front line of the front line. Uh, overrepresented in ERs and the ICUs, they're gonna, they're the people that you're gonna see when you walk in and you say, I think I might have COVID, right? Or the the people that are gonna be taking care of you when it's too like almost too late, right? right. My my both my sister in laws are ICU nurses right now. And, and what are they? Uh, what are uh, what are you? And then they what are what are they? Um, what kind of change are they looking to see happen? Like that's practical that can that can happen. From the beginning and even through this latest surge here in L.A. and actually all of California, 
Uh, they've asked for pretty, I think, pretty fair things. One is PPE. So the probably the first six months, uh, and these are ICU nurses, right? They'll yeah. get like one one mask per shift. Ugh. Um, Give them as many uh, masks as they want. Yeah, yeah. Like real sick time <laughs> was another thing. How many right? do you want? Twenty. Go ahead, take twenty. <laughs> what the hell? Technically, every time you see a patient, you're supposed to change the mask. Yeah, right? just in case. Yeah, yeah. And what was then, the other thing I cut you off? I'm already so no, mad about good. that first thing. I'm 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 pissed off too. The second thing was like real sick time. So nurses were being told if they think that they have COVID to try to write it out until they can't work anymore. Ugh. Yeah, putting them in danger, putting their patients in danger, yeah. their families in danger. Right, like. We see a lot of nurses um, when it wasn't as cold, cold in LA, cold. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were like in tents in their garages, trying to trying to keep their families safe, right? Because they didn't have enough PPE, like they, you know. So, so there's some really basic eh, human rights, not just worker rights, things yeah. that they were asking for. Fuck. What yeah, are we gonna fuck. do about this? Yeah. What the hell? We got to keep yeah. these people. Like these people may like. They're like the foundation of, of us functioning society to make sure these people are protected and and paid well and respected. What can people do? What could what what can my audience do in practical terms to you know make to help affect some kind of change or or do something to make them feel like they did something? Yeah. So um, what we're doing is we're documenting all of this. I'm going to put in the chat. There is this uh, website gunlungun.net and you could boost it uh it's on twitter too um and Kanlungan. you know Kanlungan. yep what does We're that mean all, it means shelter or resting place simple shelter and yeah what, what what it is is a dual thing one we're we're collecting data that the government wasn't so okay. all of these deaths uh were kind of invisible right to to uh to folks on the ground, like, for example, the Department of Public Health, they weren't naming our dead. Right. Just the simple act of naming our dead. Yeah. And then um, we're also memorializing those that have fallen. And this is all volunteer. There's no funding. We don't get anything. So right. we're just paying out of pocket. So if folks want to donate a few bucks, you know, we, we, every time we get to $200, that's paying for the website for the year. Okay. Um, well, we'll chip in. We'll all chip yeah. in, everybody, right? Yeah. That's this awesome. is our cause for the day, and we don't want to forget yeah. it. Uh, thank you. Jolene, thank you. And, you know, we just wanted to have somebody come on and talk. And so um, a firm also, I mean, I keep thinking of that Tom Cruise, John Grisham movie, The Firm. This is not that. This no. is <laughs> AF. So it's AF3IRM.org. Yeah. This is, um, I'll put it in the chat too, AF3IRM, and that's us on Instagram and Twitter, and then AF3IRM.org is the website. And people can can dive in there and support it as much as they can, as much as they Please. want to. Yeah, we've been around since 1989. We don't have a 501c3. Everything is all volunteer. Everything yeah. is run by donations. So anything that you want to give, we'll, t we'll take it. That's okay. <laughs> Yeah, we just do this work in the morning, at night, and like I'm on a break right now from work. Uh, this is yeah. all just from the heart. So, well, thank you, Jolene, and you're doing great work, and I appreciate you talking to us about this uh, terrible situation. Thank and you for having me, everybody. Good 
good to see you all. All right. Solidarity. Bye, Jolene. Take care. Bye. Thank you. There you go, Vic. Stang, dang, dang. Jim Gardner is not part of the solution. He's part of the problem. Yeah, he's pushing stereotypes probably. What's that? He's probably pushing stereotypes. Oh, yeah. He's one of the... He's not a good guy. Bad, um, bad Jim. Man, I keep getting dinged. You know, there was this article that came... I talked about this a few weeks ago. There's this article that came out the other day about the all gas, no brakes, Andrew Callahan situation. New York Times comes out with this article about the problem, the situation where he he stopped working with this company that was doing it and hmm. had, he had this to quit his own out. show. Basically. He quit his own show, and we're named in the article because Andrew's working with us or we're div- we're helping him with this project. Right? Why'd you get him fired? This is the thing. People just <laughs> jump to this conclusion. This guy wrote me yesterday on Twitter. Goes fuck off, Tim Heidecker and Eric Wareheim, <laughs> with a link to that article. I'm like. The fuck did I do? I did nothing. If you read the article, it makes it very clear what the sit, what the details of that breakup were or are. And it's like what, people are so ready to be ready to cancel, ready to be mad, ready to find. Gotta, and all I'm trying to do is just help the kid with some, you know, like it was. It's it's nothing like it was completely independent of whatever the relationship is happening with with us. I don't know. It's just like. And I shouldn't care, I but I do. Because I told you before, I'm sensitive. Nobody respects that about me. Yeah, know what I mean? <laughs> um. Whoa. What else do we have, folks? I want to sh- uh, shout out to Nick Lutzko came out with a new music video this morning. Let's play a little bit of this. This is fun. Nick Lutzko made a name for himself. Big fan of Nick Lutzko here. He's got a new song crown. called The Beatles Part 2. Let's really play good. just a little bit of this. This is an invitation to Paul Nick's always real sweaty in his video. <laughs> He's like in his sauna. Yeah. Seems like you could pat that down a little bit before going live. Whatever. That's what he wants, that like, sweaty, passionate guy. <laughs> but you can watch the rest of it at Nick Lutzko's uh, you, uh, yeah, YouTube or Twitter, or Twitter, wherever. You know how to find yeah, online. Uh, let's take another Zoomer here. Uh, it's been quiet for us. We have not talked. Matt, do you have anybody in mind? You can buy it on iTunes or Amazon. I do. I do. Give me one sec here. Uh, Affirm on, tw- on, uh, on Venmo if you want to give to them is at A-F-F-I-R-M dash national. Send them 50 bucks. Say it's from me. 
So we will donate all the super chats today. There were a handful that we will Very pass nice. along to them as well. Wow. I love uh, that. Let's talk to Scott. Scott. Formerly Scott and Kimberly. Uh-oh. Oh, just just oh. Scott. Scott, what happened? Uh, had a parent-teacher conference and forgot to change the name. But is everything okay with you and Kimberly? Everything's fine. We're still together. <laughs> okay. What's going on there with your background? You're a big power power supply nut? Uh, no. It's actually my job. It's just the background, though. AEP. You might get energy. All right. Good for you. Keeping things running. How much of the Bitcoin, how much uh, crypto is, is running through your system back there? <laughs> uh, millions and billions. So how can I help you today, Scott? Hey, what's uh, what's the first show you're going to see post-pandemic? What do you got tickets to? Nothing. I'm done seeing live entertainment in any form. Dead in oh, company, man. probably. You know what I got? I was talking to a friend the other day about just ge- like generally rock concerts and how the sound, almost always the sound is not good. And the thing True. is, they they have these shows in theaters or vi- or some kind of uh, you know place for a rock show and the bass is so loud and the drums are so loud everything else has to then go up but then they don't always put the vocals up so you end up like i can't really hear what what the guy's singing about or the gal and there and i was then i was talking You're to my like- friend he says you know when i was on tour with roger waters who was in this guy drew um who I work with was in the band, was in Roger Waters' touring band, and he says this engineer, the sound, uh, the sound guy for the, their, uh, the tour H. with, what yep. they do, what he does is he basically takes all the bass out of the, the uh, PA, um, out of the mix, and because of the room, the room itself, he tunes it to the room so that so much bass is just coming naturally throughout the room. So you don't need a lot of it coming through the speakers. And I was thinking, you know what? I saw one of those Roger Waters shows. It sounded pretty good. No, so I think these, there's, it's always a, it's like this diminishing returns as they try to make it louder and louder. The sound becomes harder and harder for me to enjoy the music. So I don't know who Ooh. I'm going to see. I personally I have no Jake interest Collier. in going got- to see a, a live show at night. I just like to go to bed early. I but, know. But well, I am going to go see a Bob Baker Marionette Theater show. Okay. Oh, that's that's my first Well, I don't want to go anywhere where I have to stand either. The idea, oh, yeah. that somehow oh, no. this con oh. that we got into with rock shows where I'm going to go see uh, Pavement or something, or Wilco, and, and I'm going to stand there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stand there for two hours. And I'm not really dancing or I'm not dancing because it's not really dance music, but well, yeah, I'm skipping shows. Standing there, and then like you start, oh boy, my back. Okay, we're gonna come out and do another half hour. Okay, but if you're on stage, wouldn't you rather see people like kind of up and you know moving around a little bit at least? And I mean, I I went to see Crosby and Nash at the State (laughs) Theater. I fell asleep like. Just sitting there, so low key. Well, we have, I mean, for comedy, it's almost always seated, and that makes sense. We're yeah. like, I want you to be comfortable, and so that you can laugh, so you're not your your bunions aren't bothering you. But you know, I um, I don't know. I I I get I'm 45 years old. I can't stand for two hours watching uh, guitar solos. You know. Hi, Dad. 
With the sound too loud and the fucking bass Some of the only heart. exercise people get is standing at an indie show nodding their head a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thanks for your your curiosity. Your curiosity inspires me to be a better person. Can I yeah. tack on a question? Who are you going to see? Uh, I'm gonna, I just bought tickets yesterday for uh, Jacob Collier. But it's not until 2022, so who knows? Big plans. Mm. Yeah, I'm, and I'm not eager to get out there and tour and all that stuff either, because it's just going to be such a, uh, you know, shit show with every band in the world's going to be booking, and the 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 uh, all the venues are going to be full with different bands that haven't been out for a while, and it's going to be a pain yep. in the ass to get to get a schedule figured out. And then I also heard that that the all the promoters and uh, you know the venues and stuff. They're looking at like fucking all the artists again, you know. They're like, let's redo all these mm. contracts and start paying right. less. And this was the time to make the changes, right? Yeah, they're like, who who do you think is going to get fucked when we come back? It's always going to be the artist. They have no leverage. Like, oh, you want to go back out and finally make money after two years? Well, we gotta, we're going to have a different arrangement now. <laughs> and you, what are you going to do about it? You're going to go cry. <laughs> sell more merch also i don't want to like rush back into it you know oh, like, i don't care about that i do i mean 50 percent of republicans said they have no plans to get the vaccine mm. I, don't, I mean I, but if, as long as you have the vaccine doesn't no, matter you can still spread it and you can no but it's still it's not 100 percent. you know you can still pass it on to other people did you get the vaccine yet not yet you neither i would like to I'm gonna, I'm gonna whip up my own batch homebrew <laughs> doug you want to try my homebrew vaccine <laughs> I'll take the first shot. <laughs> it only goes in the tip of the peni, though, unfortunately. That's that's where it's got to go. Like into the the hole there? Oh, into the hole, God. yeah. Because I don't want to mess with, with making a new hole. We're just yeah. going to work. But you got to get into the bloodstream. With the holes we got. It does, yeah. Huh? Got to get into the bloodstream. Get in the bloodstream? <laughs> no, this is a, a urinal. Uh, it, it, it impacts with your urine. There should be one where you could... A hole that the whole penis can go into that you can kind of... Can I just say, I've said this before, <laughs> why can't they just pill this? I mean, why does everything have to be a shot with a needle? Is it, are they just, is it, the, is it big needle? Why can't we snort it's, it? It's big needle that's saying like, yeah, you better keep it in the, uh, in the jar, in the vial. We don't want to pill this. I mean, come on, Someone it's all going to the same place. I probably just gets destroyed in your stomach acids, Tim. The only thing, well, that's true. That's interesting, Doug. You're a smart guy. I know. Yeah, what about powder? You sniff. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't know. What do I know about anything? Who who should be listening to me about anything? I heard uh, Michael Barbaro this morning talking to a, an expert, and she's he asked her, should you get the vaccine if you're, like, not in the category, you know? Yeah, and normally like an it's ethicist, like, yeah. Yeah, like, is it ethical to do that? And she said, for the first time, go ahead uh, and do it, just... Get, if you no, can get before it before this year, like budding in line for people that need it, and she <coughs> said there's enough vaccine at this point where I would recommend yeah. doing that. So it'll it seems now like everyone it's listening is going to so go jump in the people gonna, that I know yeah. have found know. these little it's, loopholes it's, and yeah, it's lied. Not, and it's not nice. To do I was going to wait till my turn. I am waiting my turn. I'm, I'm going to wait till they tell me. I, I've been, I don't need. I'm not yeah. rushing to get. It's it's fine. It's all good. There are people I know that are were very very paranoid about it and like very overly cautious, and it really you know, kept them at home and everything and they're getting it. And I feel good about that because now I can be with them and they're not worried, but I'm not as worried about, I know I've, 
you know, and this I is corona, this I is just corona. me, and I respect everybody. I'm just not. I've, I'm not as nervous about getting. Maybe that's maybe that's ignorant. And serious. I'm being careful, and I wear masks, and I don't. I, don't, I think people should wear masks, but I will not be just. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, my loves. Um. One quick. Um. One quick note. One quick quick note. Um. We're off next week. For our own spring break. See, here we go with the spring break nightmare that I've been talking about all day. We're off next week. We're going to be doing some repatching and rewiring here. We're moving this little world over here out into a control room. It's going to be very exciting. We're going to have a little bit more elbow room, hopefully continue to improve the quality of the show. Um, Let's take one more. How about this, Matt? How about a hothead, hothead caller and then... Um, another chatter, another zoomer, and then we will move things over to the after hours experience. I'm gonna flip that real quick. We got a zoomer ready to go, and then I'll get over to um, mad with, you're Lauren, mad with power, quick. Matt. Jared Cheeks, remote look at uh, Dr. Hook in the Medicine Show clip, so we'll we'll take a look at that. Okay, hey everyone. Hey, yo, what's up, Will and Lauren? Super big fans, uh, long time caller, first time. No, listen, other way around. Other way around. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I have I have a pun for you. Okay. For everyone. We need we need. So, <clears throat> what do you call a toilet in Italy? What do you call a toilet in Italy? A spaghetti. A, a pizza. A, a pizza. A pizza. What is it? Close. Parmesan. Parmesan. Oh, okay. <laughs> Parmesan. I get the John part, but what's the parm? I mean, Parma is in Italy, right? It's a place. A Parmesan. Well, it's Parmesan cheese and then Parmesan. Parmesan. That's good. Giving it a D. It's not an F, but it's a D. (laughs) Not great. That's all you got? You don't have any more? more? I do have one quick synth recommendation for Doug, but I told Matt I'd be quick with this. Go ahead. So, Doug, have you heard of the OP1? Yeah. By Teenage Engineering? Ocean Pacific? They make good clothes. Do you no, recommend the OP one operator? You yeah, have you checked that out? It's pretty amazing. Super fun. Well, thank you. I will. I'll buy one today. <laughs> All right, one more. We'll take a, a uh, take a quick. I like how small they are. Whoa. We'll take oh, yeah. a very like quick um, hothead hotline call, and then there will be a break, and then we'll be back with after hours where things get heated, things get controversial. There are arguments to be had every week. You've got mail. Who's there? 818. Coming in from the Deep Valley, the ghost of Brody Stevens joins us on Office Hours. This is Rat. Can you hear me? Yeah. Rat. (laughs) Yeah. I'm pissed off about having to eat so much. It's like every single day, morning, afternoon, and night. I hear that. And uh, I have an idea, like a solution. I wanted to bounce it off you. you Go ahead. Be bouncing. Get to your bouncing. It's called Dog Food for Humans. Have you heard of this? No. Have you read about this? Dog Food for Humans. It's like kibbles, but we bounce. It's not for dogs. It's like, it's, it's like for humans, regular. Sounds just like snack mix. And so, well, it's just like regular amount of like nutrients and you yeah. stay optimally nutritional. But you don't have to worry. How many times are you out in the car and you're like... <laughs> Oh, what should I eat today? I just don't want to have that conversation anymore. I know. 
Well, that's like that. Uh, I can never make up sl- my mind. That soup that you drink, not soup, that smoothie. You what's that called? Uh, it, it's uh, yeah. Soylent. Soylent. Yeah, we're strongly anti-Soylent. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for your call. Uh, I hear that. I hear the the constant battle with what do you want to do for dinner? What do you want to do for lunch? What should we do? Let's look at the list. So, is can I ask a question? Is this a dry kibble kind I'm of thing? Is it dry or wet? Is it dry? Dry. Totally dry. Can you add water to it, mix it up, and make a little gravy there? Remember that that I dog food where you it. add water to it. Yeah. Yikes! All right, folks. That's our show on this day, March 25th. Happy holidays to all uh, believers in different religions. Uh, we'll be in the after hours now. If you're not joining us, uh, join us. Uh, join Patreon. Patreon.com slash Office Hours Live. Official Office Hours merch can be found at officialofficehours.com. Uh, Oscar special news coming next week, so stay tuned for that. We'll not be live here, but... My all my social media vi- channels will be featuring coverage of that. And be blessed. We'll see you in two. Thanks to my guests. Thanks to Doug and Vic and Wes and Alex. Yes. Producer Matt. Thank you. Putting in the extra effort to join us from the Rocky Mountains. Yes. And the Zoomers and the Hotliners. Talk to you soon, folks.